I'm a burlesque performer. I've been nestled in this humid corner of the New York City nightlife scene for a decade now, the seedy underbelly of a recently pitted and sanitized metropolis, performing feats of nudity for audiences enraptured and stultified alike. It's a living. Half of one, anyway. Burlesque in New York is a writhing, roiling industry and a cultural center for burlesque communities around the world, a who's who of nightlife infamy, and an engine of innovation, driven by fickle audience preferences and performer ingenuity. Jaded, seen-it-all-before city dwellers pour into our bars and clubs and back rooms on evenings and weekends, wasted and loud, and it's my job to show them something they can't see anywhere else. It takes something extra to rise above the din in a town where even the squirrels are so embarrassed with choice that they have preferences for name-brand nuts over inferior deli almonds. Although New York City boasts some of the smallest, grungiest burlesque venues in the world, it is populated by more headliners per square inch than anywhere else. What it lacks in hospitality, it makes up for in frequency of bookings, because the city's population gets bored, needs novelty, and works too hard not to play a bit. If you're decently talented, and sometimes even if you're not, you'll work a lot here. There's a burlesque show somewhere in the city every night of the week. All you need is to know where to look and bring a handful of cash. When I tell people that I do burlesque, I think they imagine me wearing little top hats, crinoline skirts, and ruffle butt panties, striped stockings, a, what, a cane? Sorry to disappoint, but this isn't an old-timey Wild West photo op, and I'm not a fucking saloon girl. Sure, I've got sequin gowns and feather fans and headdresses that set me back a grand or so, and sometimes I'll even perform to a jazz standard or a big band song, but I'm using the comforting grammar of glamorous womanhood to plant an explosive in your evening, and at some point, I'm going to detonate it. If I'm doing my job right, something I do in my act will surprise you, disquiet you, linger after my final reveal is once again obscured by curtains. Burlesque as an art form burrows under the skin like a parasite, feeding off your blood and enthusiasm. If you take a regular ant and expose it to a specific kind of fungus, the fungus hijacks the brain of the insect, turning the ant into a zombie and feeding off its internal energy stores while the fungal growth gains power, eventually bursting out of the ant's head and raining down spores to pass into the body of a new target. If you've seen me at 1 a.m. on a weeknight, hand applying three millimeter rhinestones, one at a time, onto the planetary surface of a 38 double F bra, in repeating patterns, destroying my grip strength and my retinas in the process, you know that the burlesque fungus has taken me over and has got me fucked up beyond any hope for recuperation. If you've seen me perform and you're still thinking about what you saw, the spores have replicated. I'm toast, and you're about to be too. Burlesque took over my brain early. When I was 15 in 10th grade, my high school put on Cabaret as the big winter musical. I was originally cast as Fräulein Schneider, the old German landlady. It was a juicy role, but I didn't want it. The role of the old sexless crone or pathetic undesirable always, always goes to the fat girl. If Juliet needs a nurse, if any ingenue needs a mom or grandma, or, God forbid, your high school puts on Neela Butte's fat pig, those are the roles to which fat girls are relegated. I could not and would not tolerate it. David, my high school crush, also one of my best friends, hey, it was high school, was going to be in the audience one of those nights. I wanted him to see me dolled up and languid. Maybe I could seduce him with the raw sensuality of a high school musical chair dance in my matte black one-inch character shoes. Though it would be a smaller part, I asked the director to cast me as a Kit Kat girl. And like that, I joined the chorus line as Frenchie.
The mothers who volunteered as costume assistants for the show were flummoxed when tasked with outfitting my body, which was and is best served by plus sizes. They handed me maximal undergarments, items requiring an augmentative modifier, not so much lingerie as lingerissimo. Sad, modest, fat girl items from brands named after real or imagined Zoftig wearers. Karen Woman. Barbara Intimates. Linda, private label. <laughs>